It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Folks, it's Ryan here. You just listened to part one of the Salt Lake City recap, and here is part two for your listening pleasure. The Venus and the Nisiness. Enjoy. And he's like, so Monica, answer Lisa's question. Do you want to be their friends or do you want to be on the show? And Monica's like, I think both can be true, to be completely honest. And that's what I always say. Two things can be true at once. And also, if you ask any of these ladies, if you're in heaven and they're like, hey, you're going to get in here if you answer this honestly, I think everybody would have to be, I wanted both. Because I would have believed both. I could learn to be their friends. I'm, so if you're going to give me the opportunity of being on this show that could potentially change my life like it did Heather Gaze, uh, yeah, I want to try to be friends with you. Yeah, and I also want to be on the show. Yes, those both are true. And Andy goes, you want to be their friends. And Mona's like, I think, yeah, I mean, I genuinely feel bad, truly. And I was like, I don't think you do, but that's fine. And Mona's like, what is wrong with me wanting to sit on this couch? You don't think I belong here, right? Because this is what you have said several times. And Andy's like, yeah, that's not a crime. And Lisa's like, I have never said that. Flashback to Bermuda. Lisa's like, guess what? I want you to get the fuck away. I don't feel safe staying at this house with you. And Monica's like, okay, then leave. You can leave. You can fucking leave. No, you get the fuck out of here. And Andy's like, her plotting to get on the show is not a crime. And Lisa's like, that's not a crime. You going against all of us is the crime. If you were so noble in your actions, then why did she tell us all to begin with? Why didn't she say, I had your backs? I'm here for you guys. I love you guys. She could have led with that. Okay, another great question that I wish they had asked is I want to know when was the last post on Reality Montees? And was she posting information throughout the season on that account? That, I think, is crucial information. Was she continuing the troll account with information she got during the season? I don't remember seeing that account at all in the last... I mean, I really... this To me, remember that account from years ago. So did she stop the account at one point or stop posting on the account? I want to know, Monica is like, okay, when you got cast on the show, did you realize you had to cool it on this other shit? And when Jen Shaw went to prison, did you realize you had to cool it on that other shit? Like, I want to know those things. When did it stop or did it keep going? Because if it kept going and she was using information about these ladies during filming, then yeah, another unforgivable offense. But we don't know. We don't know that information. I want to find that out. Who knows out there? Let me know. And he's like, well, that's a good question. So why not tell them? And Lisa's like, you didn't lead with that. You got busted and you fucking had to cover your ass. And he's like, well, why not tell them? And Monica's like, I did not get busted. I knew from the jump that this was going to come out. And Lisa's like, you got busted. You got busted. Na, 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 boo, boo. And Andy's like, if you knew it was going to come out, why not lead with it? You clearly led with the story about having the affair with your brother-in-law. So Andy's saying like, listen, you did embarrassing things. You said embarrassing things about your life. Why not say this? And Lisa's like, and assisting Jen. <laughs> like, that's another embarrassing thing. And Mona's like, because when we made the page, we said to the grave. And it wasn't just me. There were other people involved. So that kind of makes sense. You know, there were other people. I can't just come out with that. But also, she does say, I knew it was going to come out. And this brings into question production. And, and did they know what they've gone on record saying they did not know? They were not, they did not know anything. 
Anyways, Heather's like, you hurt all of us. It's not just me. And Lisa's like, let's talk about the involvement of the page and some of the videos that got leaked. How did you get those videos? Because I know how you got those videos. The same way you knew I was going to meet Snoop Dogg with my friends. I'm like, oh shit, we're bringing Snoop D-O-double-G into this? Snoop's like, ah, yo, I ain't here for this. Come on. We get a flashback to Lisa's Opre No Ski event. Lisa's like, I work hard so I can have anything I want. Now, if you're going to judge me, I want you to judge everybody here in this room. And Monica's like, but they're not all like, oh, I'm getting on a private jet with Snoop Dogg. And Lisa's like, I didn't say that to you. I've never said that to you. And Monica's like, yes, you did. Okay, you don't remember that conversation. That's not true because I never said that to you. You're making shit up now. You made that up. And Monica's like, okay, Lisa. And Lisa's like, Monica, that never happened. You're lying. Now, back in the reunion, Lisa's like, I know how you got that information. And Andy's like, how? And Monica's like, well, Jen Shaw told me that story and so did you. And Lisa's like, because she's logged onto their security system and was watching them for months. And Monica's like, it was my security system. And Lisa's like, you were logged in. And Monica's like, no, I was not. And Lisa's like, it's not your security system. And Monica's like, yes, it was. So you can choke on a dick. So right there, the choke on a dick really undercuts the what we're talking about here. You know, like the, you know, like, oh, Andy's like, tell me about choking on a dick. Um, Okay, so Lisa's saying, so I also love that Lisa was like, I know I did say it to Jen Shaw at her house. I'm getting on a jet with Snoop Dogg. I love that Lisa was like, I know where I said it. It was Jen Shaw. I was trying to make Jen Shaw jealous. So Lisa is saying that Monica got it from the video camera system, but Monica is saying also she set up that security system because that is illegal, right? But it's not illegal if Monica did set that up in her name. It's horrible and deplorable, but it's not illegal if she did set that up in her name. And he goes, Lisa, what are you accusing her of doing? You logged into Jen and Sharif's security system. And Monica's like, I didn't log in. It was mine. And Andy's like, you set up Jen's security cameras? And Monica's like, she asked me to put it in my name. Yes. And Andy's like, you had ability to watch Jen in her home and hear what she was saying is what you're saying. Yeah. If I wanted to, yeah. And Lisa's like, which you did. And Monica's like, and you did for months. And Andy's like, Okay, so that's how you found out about the Snoop Dogg thing. And Monica's like, no, that's not how I found out. And he's like, and that's where you got the video of Jen yelling at Koa. That's where you got that. And Monica's like, no, I recorded that on my phone. And Lisa's like, we have that. No, we have it on here. And a reality blurb headlines comes on the screen. Video, Jen Shaw caught verbally assaulting her squad in new leaked video as designer Koa Johnson comes forward with claims of a hostile work environment and unpaid hours against the Salt Lake City star. And then another headline, Salt Lake City star Jen Shaw breaks silence on leaked recordings as she denies abusing her staff and addresses designer Koa Johnson. And Monica goes, I recorded it on my phone. I don't give a shit what you say. And Lisa's like, no, you recorded it on the security camera. You just don't want to get sued. And Monica's like, but the fact that you're more mad at me for recording Jen throwing shit at human beings and you are mad at Jen for doing it. And Lisa's like, no. And Monica's like, do you hear yourself? No, you're disgusting for doing that. And Monica's like, this is psychotic. And Mara's like, Jen's not here. She's not the issue. Thank you, Meredith. No, Jen, no, Jen is partly the issue. Jen created all of you guys and supposedly your fear and Monica, you know, two sides of the same coin. Monica, you know, Jen created a lot of the fucking things on the couch today. And Andy points out at the very end, it's all Jen related. And everybody's decided to have behavior based on what Jen did. And yes, it is disgusting with the video camera stuff. But at the same time, if they're trying to take down Jen, they will use everything in their power. And at the end of the day, Jen did do that behavior. But it is an invasion of privacy. Nobody can argue that at all. But Jen really seemed like a nightmare watching those videos. 
It really is just gross fucking behavior. And I do think these ladies do get caught up in these little horrible things that Monica is doing. And at the end of the day, they really are, they almost are so resolute in going, we will not look at Jen Shaw's behavior ever. We will not do it. We will never look deeper into it. No, 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 no. Keep it away from me. I don't want to look at it at all. Please. No, no, no. And he goes, hey, you guys, you're all talking at once. You're all talking at once. And Angie Kay's like, welcome to our world, Andy. <laughs> Thank you, Angie. And he's like, Lisa accused you of kind of stalking Jen's house and driving by a lot. Did you do that? And Lisa's like, you did. You were stalking. You were stalking Jen. And Monica's like, I did not stalk Jen. Yes, you did on multiple occasions. And Monica's like, driving by your house two or three times is not stalking. And Lisa's like, parking outside and saying you're going to be friends with the neighbors. And Heather's like, taking pictures, selling the footage of TMZ. And Monica's like, oh my God. God, we didn't park outside. I'm more interested in this selling the footage of TMZ, which we never get into. Like, how much did you sell it for? Like, come on, let's get some facts here. Lisa's like, you're a mother with four kids and single. Why are you doing driving by Jen Shaw's house? And I was like, guess what? I posted it on my Instagram. I never fucking did that shit. And Lisa's like, sick, sick. And Monica's like, I never hid that shit. You're sick. You're sick. And Nanny's like, how do you define stalking? And Monica's like, you literally don't know shit about my life. You have four kids and you have them in the backseat of your car while you're doing drive-bys. And Monica's like, don't fucking talk about my kids. I don't ever talk about yours. Keep my fucking kids out of your mouth. And Heather goes, oh, you talked about her kids. Heather, you also talked about Lisa Barlow's kids. Anyways, Lisa's like, they're in the car. And Annie's like, how do you define stalking? Monica's like, no, I didn't. Never. And Heather's like, yes, you did. Yes, you did. And Annie's like, how do you define stalking? And he just keeps going, how do you define stalking over and over again? And Monica's like, finally, I think that stalking is when you are repeatedly doing things in front of their house. And Lisa's like, and you did it. And Monica's like, no, that's stalking. You stalked her. You're a stalker, tin roof stalker. And Monica's like, when you're sitting there over and over and you're going to her house. And he's like, and he's like, it sounds like you were sitting at their house. And Monica's like, I never did anything to her house. I never put anything. I didn't step foot anywhere near it. Nothing. And Andy goes, you just went in front of her house. And Lisa's like, you were watching her on one of your video cameras and driving by. And Monica's like, oh my God, driving by someone's house is not stalking. People do it to their ex-boyfriends all the time. That's a funny line, a scary line. And also I think true. <laughs> Lisa's like, you don't live by Jen. You don't live by Jen. And Monica's like, shut up. Yeah. But when you're 12, not when you're 15. And Monica's like, no, not when you're 12. And Lisa's like, not when you're 40. And Monica's like, shut up, Lisa. Seriously. Not when you're 40. No one is stalking Jen, Lisa. No one was stalking you. And Lisa's like, you have four kids at home and you're a single mother with no income. And Andy's like, do you have proof that she stalked Jen? Yes, we do. We do. And like looking at Heather because Lisa knows everything that Heather has on the phone. And he's like, okay, we hear Monica's voice on a recording going, only the Range Rover is there. Okay, this lady watering her flowers, her house is bougie as fuck. And Andy's like, is that you? And Monica's like, yeah, that was one of the times we drove by. Yeah. And he's like, how many videos of her driving by do you have? And Heather's like, probably 20 and more screen recordings. 617, 2021. Monica goes, stakeout. We got our binoculars, bitch. And it looks like her and Koa, I think that's who's blurred out, are having a good time. 421, 2021. Monica goes, I'm in disguise driving by Jen's house. And then a male goes, I'm going to honk my horn. And Monica's like, don't you dare. I don't need a restraining order for stalking. And the male's like, rot in prison, bitch, to like, Jen Shaw. And then May 29th, 2021, Monica goes, we're coming up on the house. I just fucking saw Jen. I will say, yeah, fucking creepy, but I've like, I don't know, man. I've had friends send me weird videos thinking they were being funny or, you know, also you do get like kind of obsessed with things. You do get these obsessions. Like my, one of mine is watching real housewives. 
Like, I'm doing an over two hour podcast on this. That's probably creepy behavior, right? Fuck, I'm no better than reality Vontees. Um, but you know, I, it's context. But in this, yeah, I don't know, you guys. I don't know, but yeah, she did it a lot, you know. And he goes, "What are you? What were you hoping to find on the drive-bys?" And Heather's like, "She wanted to get on the show, Andy." Okay, Heather, this is where you lose me. How would this? How would driving by Jen Shaw's house get her on the show? Like, I don't know. I I want to understand it. It was that's makes. I'm trying. Like, you thought her keeping driving by Jen Shaw's show house was going to get her on the show some way? How how? That would actually keep her off the show. I'm so confused. And Monica's like, this was about Jen. Do you understand that? And Annie's like, why were you driving by her house? And Monica's like, this was when we were in the, the, the witness. And Annie's like, well, did they, did the FBI tell you to drive by her house? And Monica's like, yeah. And she also owed us money. Now, this is why Monica always blows it is because she throws in lies. I don't believe the FBI wanted her to drive by their house. I mean, maybe in some way the FBI was like, listen, I don't know if Jen Shaw got caught drinking and driving, that would probably hurt her. And, you know, nothing asking Monica to do anything, but Monica, Monica might've thought, okay, well, we got to find her drunk. We got to find her drunk driving. We got to keep looking for that. I don't know. I'm trying to find reasons, but yeah, the FBI didn't felt like the, oh yeah. Hey guys, uh, real quick, I do want to come clean with you guys right now. The FBI did ask me to do a three hour recap of tonight's episode of Salt Lake City. And, uh, you know, they did. So that's why, you know, you, I know you're going to think, oh, that's crazy behavior, but it's the FBI, you guys. Uh, but also I think more, you know, Jen also owed them money. There was money at stake as well. Anyways, and he's like, to do what? And when he's like, that's hard for me to believe that the FBI, the FBI would recommend driving by. And Monica's like catching her driving and drinking. And Angie's like catching her drinking and driving. And Angie's like, okay, so they sent you after her instead of the police. And Andy's like, the FBI sent you to catch her drinking and driving. Oh my God. That would be amazing. If, um, if Monica's new job is catching, uh, DUIs in Salt Lake city, like we're going to have to pull you over. Oh my God. Are you Monica? Are you, are you Monica Fowler? AKA Monica, <laughs> are you reality Von Teese? Anyways, Monica was absolutely not. She was being watched by several people. I love that on Jen Shaw Street, it was just a bunch of people potentially stalking Jen Shaw. When he goes, no, that's bullshit. And Monica's like, they were watching her for over a decade as well. And then he goes, and so they sent you to check to see if she was drinking and driving. And Monica's like, no, they said any evidence I have that she's drinking and driving. So that kind of like led me to believe, okay, maybe they were trying to bust her on other things. Like they could catch her. And then Monica would call and say, Jen Shaw's, I don't know. Anyways, everyone starts to laugh and Monica's like, okay, you guys are assholes. Now it's funny though, because they felt like they were being bullied, but in a sense, this is bully behavior as well. Like they're all going to laugh at you. It's like Carrie from the movie pig's blood being dumped over Monica right now. Um, Monica's like, you guys are assholes. And Angie K goes, I'm sorry. This is just so funny. Angie K is like, oh my God, remember when Meredith wouldn't even invite me? And now I'm here on the couch. I'm in the big leagues. Monica's like, this is exactly why there's a burn book. Well, yeah, Monica, then there should have been a good burn book because that sucked. We come back from commercial and Angie K is like, I don't believe the FBI would send you. That's dangerous and it's a liability. I'm like, Angie, do not question the FBI. <laughs> First off, the FBI sounds like a blast. I love that the FBI is like, yo, man, uh, we don't have anybody to tail Jen today. Do you guys want to do it? Koa, the designer. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, 
All you had to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket, and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Yeah, you... You know, listen, really the only big things the FBI to get in here, you, you got to be good at burner accounts. And they're like, holy shit, let me tell you about Reality Montees. I love Monica's like, Bravo knew and the FBI knew about Reality Montees. Monica goes, because you guys are fucking mean girls. And he's like, but if she's in her house, she's not drinking or driving. And when he's like, so were you the mole for the FBI then? And Monica's like, I wasn't an informant. I was a witness. Once again, like, give me a producer coming out and clearing up thing. Give me a FBI. Give me, give me a representative from the FBI. I just want a guy in a fucking suit with an FBI tie going, I cannot reveal any information at this time. Like, come on. And he goes, let me ask you a question. With all the things that the feds had on Jen Shaw, they asked you to go to their house to see if you could catch her drinking and driving. And Monica says, I didn't say they asked me. I didn't say they asked me. We did that. Well, you kind of did. Anyways, and he goes, she was defrauding elderly people. Lisa and Angie K are laughing on the side. I don't know what. I mean, they're truly laughing at Monica. They're like, oh my God, she's burning herself. But I want to remind people, like Angie says, she was defrauding elderly people. Monica said, well, they said anything that we see, you know, he, you know, Angie K goes, I'm sorry. It just seems weird. And others like, let Andy talk to her. Like Heather's like, let, 
Uh, let my God, Andy, talk to her. Andy K was like, I'm trying not to laugh. And others like, let Andy talk to her. And he's like, tell me, clarify it. Andy K goes, it is just unbelievable. And he's like, she's defrauding the elderly. And Monica's like, how is it unbelievable? And Andy K goes, because it's a liability. <laughs> and he's like, because it doesn't make sense. And Monica's like, I was literally flying back and forth, driving back and forth. And Lisa goes, you were committed to hurting her like you were committed to hurting us. Okay, so I feel like we've proven without a shadow of a doubt the hurting Jen Shaw. What we don't, I don't feel like we've proven yet is the hurting us. Now, if you could give me fucking factual information that she's the one trying to destroy Angie K's business, then yes, that's going to help all of this. And Monica goes, you guys don't know shit. And Angie K goes, it's a liability to put you on the road for the FBI. And Monica's like, no, it's not. Well, yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> I would be great in the FBI. And he goes, so explain it. Why were you driving by her house? And Monica's like, I mean, well, we were curious. And also we were keeping an eye to see if she was going to drink and drive because that would be violating her probation. And Meredith goes, to find information to dig, just like she did to Angie. So this is bringing the Angie's up. And Angie K goes, were you going to pull, uh, pull her over and then give her a breathalyzer? Imagine Jen Shaw running from Beauty Lab and Laser and Homeland Security, and then <laughs> Jen Shaw just keeps running for people stalking her. Monica goes, you call the police when you see her driving drunk. And Heather goes, we don't need a citizen's arrest for this one, honestly. Well, Heather, maybe you do, man. You guys all let Jen Shaw get away shit for years, get away with shit for years. Like, why are we like, yeah, somebody fucking needed to actually step up. I don't mean Monica stepping up, but like, my God, you guys all let her get away with shit. Admittedly, Lisa's like, why are you leaving your kids? And Monica's like, why are you coming at me? Why are you defending a criminal? And Lisa's like, is this coming out? And Monica's like, why the fuck are you defending Jen? And Lisa's like, I'm asking you a question. And Meredith's like, no one is defending Jen. Well, in a sense, Meredith, you are though. And Andy goes, well, I'm not. And Monica's like, no, you are giving me so much more shit. I've done nothing illegal. And Lisa's like, nice deflection. I've done nothing to you. This is fucking crazy. And Meredith goes, this isn't about Jen. And Heather goes, it's illegal to access someone's security system and watch them for months. And Andy's like, well, by the way, this just shows you, like, Heather literally truly is fucking done with Monica because she did do that suit from Beauty Lab and Laser. Over $2,000. I would be I wouldn't be surprised if Heather is driving back and forth around Monica's, you know, little little place, as Angie calls it, or, you know, giving information to the FBI of like, you've just got to catch Monica drinking and driving like Heather's got to be careful to not become the people that she dislikes, just like Monica has to be careful to not become Jen Shaw and repeat the behavior that she watched or witnessed or was abused by. And Heather's got to be careful as well to not become Monica and not have those shades of Jen, even though I do think there are shades of Jen in Heather Gay. And he goes, let me ask you a question. If she was driving by her former employees who was up to no good in the hope of catching her or adding more evidence, why do you care? She wasn't driving by your houses. And Heather goes, she never got my address. And he's like, okay. And Lisa's like, no, but I heard she did. And Monica's like, I don't have any of your addresses. I never drove by your house. And he, and he goes, so if she never stalked you guys, why do you care if she drove by Jen Shaw's house? Like, what do you care? And Heather goes, the capability. And I, this is another crazy thing too. I get messages all the time from people like, oh my God, I'm outside this person's house in, from Real Housewives of Dallas, or I'm outside this person, or I'm outside uh, Patricia's house in Southern Charm. Like it ha I, I get those all the time. And I mean, like, you know, I don't think it's, I mean, I don't, I really don't think it's creepy. I mean, it's like, oh, I don't know. 
Heather goes, the capability it would take for a human being to befriend someone as a fan to beg to work for them to then get the chance to work for them. Like, this is so weird, this dialogue too, that like it would take for a, the capability it would take for a human being to befriend someone as a fan. So she's saying that Monica befriended Jen Shaw as a fan when Monica says she knew her before the show or just when the show was starting to beg to work for them. She's saying Monica begged to work for Jen Shaw. And also this feels like information that Jen Shaw potentially gave to Heather. Doesn't it ever get that feeling like Heather knows too many specifics um, to then get the chance to work for them. Like it was such a, it's such an opportunity to work with Jen Shaw. Heather, you're still not getting it. Jen Shaw was a fucking awful person to work for, to work around. And also Heather, you've lived in Jen Shaw's asshole from day one. And you know, this part of your thing was what this whole thing was. What a fucking box of misery that Jen Shaw put you in. Then you can understand how somebody would be obsessed by it. You can also understand if somebody got felt that they were getting, if Jen Shaw got the best of them, you could almost see how somebody would potentially get obsessed with taking them down. The only difference though, is that maybe you had that happen and you didn't want to take Jen Shaw down. You just wanted to keep helping her. Heather goes, then to infiltrate their lives, to become their assistant, to install cameras in their home, to watch their security footage, to take every opportunity to take that, then post it and then spread it on social media. That raises a few alarm flags for me and makes me think I don't necessarily want to be their friend. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I do agree with that. But I also agree like, Heather, you don't have to worry about that because you're not an asshole to your employees. I mean, hell, you still employ Tanisha, who was actually a part of Reality Montes. And on Watch What Happens Live, it was wild with Heather because she was like, listen, she works with so many people. She doesn't want to be here either. It almost said like, listen, we, we, we're we like shackled together. We have to work with each other. I mean, believe me, she doesn't want like it's really interesting. Like it's it's one of those things where I think Heather's like, don't worry, I'll take care of you, Tanisha. I've got this. Like Heather, you see her confidence work in those little ways. Monica's like, well, that sounds like I have amazing time management skills. Not now, Monica. Heather goes, because if she did that to Jen, she will do that to me. And she, in fact, has. So to hire someone that contributed to that and profited off it and then lied about it and then sat here with the burn book. Like the burn book was lame. Why are you like the burn book shouldn't even be talked about in essence at all anymore. But also, how did she do this to you? I need to know how she profited off of it. Like, I want to know information more about that. So that's a big thing that I feel like we could have found out. And Jen, she will do that to me. Once again, Heather, you're not an asshole. So she wouldn't do that to you. I don't know. Angie K goes, let her say it, Lisa. Let, let her say it, Lisa. And Heather's like, and she thinks she's being iconic. It's not iconic to be a bully. You said that you condemn cyber bullying unequivocally. And Monica's like, you're a bully. And Lisa's like, no, she's not. And Monica's like, yes, she is. And so are you. No, she's not. No, I'm not. And Heather's like, and she had admitted to cyberbullying us for three years with a burn book like it's some iconic, charming, funny thing. It's not. And Lisa's like, I'm not a bully. You don't know me. And Monica's like, you know exactly what you're doing. You know exactly what you're doing. Lisa's like, I don't know. I don't know. And Monica's like, yes, you do. And Heather's like, and it's not even appropriate that we're joking about it. Heather, stop. I've heard you make so many inappropriate jokes, especially the ones about your black guy last season. And Andy's like, we're not joking about it. And Heather goes, this has ruined my experience as a housewife. It's ruined every single one of our experiences as a housewife. Okay, this is a gigantic fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I'm so sorry, kids. So sorry if this is the first time. Fuck off. Are you kidding me? This was the worst. I mean, you thought that burn book was cringy? 
fucking cringe city. This has ruined my experience as a housewife. You look like you were having a good time on Watch What Happens Live. You look like you were having a good time. You look like you've been having a good time. You like being celebrated. It has not ruined her experience. It has not ruined every single one of their experiences as a housewife. And if it did, the show, and it should be like, okay, show's over. We'll recast. Bye. Oh, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. And Monica's like, are you joking? And I was like, every housewife on every franchise would say the only hard about part about this job is the trolls on social media. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, I am sure that is a very hard part of this. Don't do it. Don't go. Don't, don't put that in your way. I mean, yes, it sucks. Yes, but like when you're sharing your real life, this is sport. This has become that way. Remember, Twitter started the first night the Real Housewives of Orange County premiered. That was the first day Twitter existed. And it wasn't like it is now. But yeah, you can go on any housewife show any night of the week and they will be talking about it. They will be going back and forth, defending, sticking up for, celebrating. All of those experiences happen and they go hard, man. We go hard because we're, we see so much bullshit on these shows and we call it out. These shows succeed because of second screen technology. It's unfortunately the trade-off that is part of this show because you're not going to have a day where that doesn't exist in some form. It's just not going to happen. Heather goes, they are relentless about ourselves, about our families, about our businesses. And if you could eliminate, eliminate that, or at least create a gap or at least hold someone accountable. Now, now she's trying to, she's trying to legislate right here. It would change the experience for all of us. And you would get a higher caliber woman willing to expose their lives on television. Heather's almost saying, imagine the kind of criminals we really could get if we just stopped poking our nose in people's businesses. Well, here's another thought too. Maybe fucking criminals shouldn't go on national television. I mean, maybe that's like the, that's the moral to this whole fucking story. Maybe criminals shouldn't put themselves on television when they know they are committing crimes. A higher caliber of woman? Are you saying you're not a high caliber of woman? I mean, that's just, it's like just the tiniest violin in the world playing right now. But yes, it does have to be hard. It does suck. I, I do understand that part of it, but it's not, it didn't believe me. It didn't, her book deal, all this stuff, it's not ruined her experience. Her new house, it did not ruin her experience. Anyways, Monica's like higher caliber woman. So someone like me doesn't belong here. That's exactly what, uh, you know, that's exactly what you're saying. And Lisa's like, you guys brought her on knowing that she wanted to fucking take every single one of us out and nobody gives a fuck. Lisa now bringing in their production new. And Andy goes, no one knew this. And Heather goes, did Bravo know? And Andy's like, no, no. So Heather, and this is interesting too. And I almost kind of believe it because I do have to say, even if you're a cast member, a lead cast member on these shows, a lot of these ladies are kept in the dark. They don't get approval on edits usually. They, and that's why it's so funny that they refuse to film with Monica and it kind of seemed like it worked. But yeah, they don't know sometimes. They don't know what they know. Heather doesn't know what footage they have. But at the same time, I kind of think Heather's like, did Bravo know? I think Heather knew that Bravo, I don't know. Anyways, Andy's like, no. And Heather's like, she's saying that production knew. And Andy's like, who do you think at production knew? And Monica's like, the first time I interviewed, I talked about it in my home with production. That was their plan. Now, this is interesting. And Andy's like, you told them in casting. And Monica's like, yeah, the first time. And Andy goes, if you said I'd run a, I run a burner account, we wouldn't have cast you. And Monica's like, okay, okay. This is, once again, we need to get the producers out here. Perfect time. And also, once again, I do think Monica's lying about this. I hate to say that. I wish that she wasn't. Unless she just said it flippantly and they didn't hear her. Like, oh, that was Randy. He's gone deaf lately. <laughs> you know? 
But also the other thing about casting and just working, having worked in casting is you videotape everything. You know, they're not just doing like, they usually put a camera on you and record those conversations, not to try to catch you in anything, but just to show, to pass around to executives. So usually this would be taped and it would be great. You know, editors troll all the time. We should have had that tape. So I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? I did find it hard to believe that they didn't know towards the end. And I also find it hard to believe that due diligence, if you did look into Monica, you would have come across that 2021 season desist, which by the way, Jen Shaw, I think her team said they did send it to Bravo. So how are we not? This is another thing I'm so confused about. And I don't know, maybe they're just so busy over there that they just ignore certain things. I don't know. But at this point with these shows, you have to assume that all of these women know. You know, you'd have to go to their Instagram accounts and go, okay, I see that you follow everybody from Real Housewives in New Jersey. What's up with that? Are you a big fan of these shows? I'm sure it gets brought up all the time. And he goes, well, I want to ask about the Greek mafia rumor, because it seems as it played out on the show, very coincidental that two of you had a conversation that day that you went to lunch and you went to Meredith's store, not for the first time. And Monica's like, uh-huh. And Andy's like, and you had a conversation about the rumors relating to Angie. And then a week or two later, you get a DM with tax records and accusations about Angie K being in the Greek mafia. And Meredith goes... I got a DM that was predominantly like a variety of financial records that all tied back to things that Monica had told me about coming back from Palm Springs about Angie that I didn't know about prior to that. And then he's like, okay. And Monica's like, we both, we had a two-way conversation. And Heather goes, are you accusing her of lying? And, and Andy goes, so did you have anything to do with the DM that Meredith got about Angie K's finances? And Monica goes, no, but I would admit that. Uh, I, this is what sucks about Monica credibility thrown out the window. Like, why would we trust you that you would admit that? And Meredith goes, you told me you had evidence of everything. You told me on the plane to Palm Springs. And Monica's like, no. And Meredith goes, that's what you said on the plane. And you were going through a litany of things. And I asked a lot of questions, you know, like Meredith's like, well, I'm very thorough as you know, Andy. And Monica's like, Meredith, Meredith. Well, one of them was, do you have any evidence of this? And Monica's like, both of us were. We both were. Well, I didn't have any of that information, Monica. And then I kept that information to myself. And Andy goes, so let me ask you a question. And Monica's like, you know that she has said that. And Andy's like, this is damning. That she got DMs that related to your conversation. Did you speak to someone else about the conversation you had with Meredith? And Monica goes, I did not. Now, a screenshot of the DM to Meredith and Monica comes on the screen saying Angie K is a total fraud. She's not even close to the level of wealth she represents. In fact, one could say she's broke. She has a current tax lien against her and her husband has declared bankruptcy. I've attached his bankruptcy filing and her tax lien with address darkened. All public records, but we've known about them forever. Another couple on reality TV misrepresenting themselves. LOL. Shocking. I know. Andy goes, they just randomly appeared in her DMs. And did you get the same DMs? Now, this is another thing where I do believe Monica is involved in this, but I need, I need that. I need someone to prove it. I need someone to piece this, put it together. Give me that fucking. But also my other thought was, remember Jen Shaw was salty with Angie K, you know, throwing Angie K's shoes into the ocean. Angie K going like, I threw coach Shaw's party for you. You owe me money. So maybe, you know, in a world, maybe Monica knew this information because Jen Shaw had already collected it on Angie K. Who knows? Maybe this was from Jen Shaw. Who knows? Jen Shaw could still be pulling strings because they're all so fucking scared of her. 
Jen, if you're listening from prison, great work, bud. And he goes, they just ran. Okay. So Monica's like, she called me. I looked and we had the same DMs. And when he goes from the same account and Monica's like, yes. And Angie K goes, I just really, really need everyone to be respectful for a minute because this is my business. And it's really important that I have the opportunity to address this. I'm basically what they're accusing me of is being a schemer and being a fraud. And I've been working for 30 years. I am self-made. This takes away from my credibility. With who? I mean, like, you know, we all know you're fine. I mean, like, I don't listen. This is where Monica really fucks herself. This is the real shit right here. The gay rumor about her husband and the mean streets of Salt Lake City. And this like this is shit like this actually creeps me out. If Monica's behind this, then it's like, yeah, you were trying to take down other cast members, period. This is what you need to go after her for. Not the other shit. This would prove your case right here. Where's the info? Angie K goes, it's reckless to my business. And it feels like it was a takedown. Like they wanted to ruin me as a business owner. And Angie's like, who's they? And Angie's like, I don't know. And Mary's like, not me. And Angie is like, here's how I feel. Monica has been pretending to be my friend and betrayed me the minute she could. Um, Monica's like, Meredith? And Meredith goes, I've never put anything into the universe. I never repeated anything you said to me, Monica. I kept this to myself. But see, this is this is why the show is so great, too, because it's so brilliant because you do have little questions because like Meredith isn't one to keep things to herself and other like, you know, she put the Lisa Barlow stuff out there. So did Meredith learn a lesson or like, what's the deal? Was Meredith wanting Monica to hang herself? Like, I, I'm so that's what's so interesting about this. It's a true whodunit. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Flies style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Monica Demerith goes, I know, but we had a conversation. And then he goes, who brought it up on camera for the first time? And Meredith points to Monica. And Monica's like, I did. And he's like, can I just say something? You can't bring something out in front of the cameras, like the gay rumors and this thing, and then say, I didn't say it. I didn't say it because it's you saying it. I do want to point out, this is a housewife tactic. We've talked about this all the time. Not what, but the thing of, you know, it's like the, you know, what I said earlier, you know, whoever smelt it, melt it. You know, it's not the person that might originally talk about the rumor. It's the one that talks about it on camera. And some other housewives got really brilliant at having other people do their dirty work for them. 
You know, you would see it all the time in other franchises where they'd be like, oh, I got this person to say what I wanted them to say, like use them like little pawns. Monica said, I said, I didn't start it, but I absolutely said I repeated it. And he goes, I understand, but I'm just trying to say at some point. And Meredith goes, but you're bringing it to light on worldwide television. And Heather goes, but you're supporting it by asking her for proof. And Lisa goes, you got the information out there and you doubled down on Watch What Happens Live. You doubled down. You're a double downer. And Monica's like, I did. That's what I heard. Now, listen, Monica is a deceiving person. So it could go many ways, including her completely being deceptive here. And it, it would make sense. But also Monica might just be so green and so excited to be on television that she was really trying to make shit good. And like, well, this is what I heard. This is what I heard. Angie goes, okay, neither of us have ever filed bankruptcy. And Monica's like, I don't know why you're yelling at me. And Angie goes, you kept talking about it. Oh, Angie has a lien. I had one lien in 30 years during a pandemic. And Monica's like, so were you grateful that I brought it to you, like you said, in Bermuda or not? And Angie K goes, be quiet, Monica, be quiet. You don't own a business. You roll blankets with Cheeto dust and dog hair in them and sell them. <laughs> That's a really good line. You roll blankets with Cheeto dust and dog hair in them and sell them. That's called a bonus. That's called extra. That's called more for your money right there. Let that, you know, spread out that dollar. Monica goes, are you grateful or not? And Andy goes, sounds like she wasn't. And Whitney to Monica goes, listen to her. And Angie K goes, they came after my business, my marriage, my everything. And that's the other thing, too. Why Angie K? Why go after all of those things with Angie K? I feel like this is a mafia hit. I feel like this is, this is Greek mafia. No, no, but honestly, why Angie K? So if Monica goes after Jen Shaw, completely understand it. But why Angie K? Angie K wasn't even that powerful of a housewife at the time. She's grown into it. But why Angie K? Why not take down Lisa? Why not take down Meredith? Why Angie K? Why pick off the weakest one? I'm just trying to think if this is Monica behind this, why pick Angie K to go after? Heather goes, you don't have any of the same things that we have, Monica. And Angie K goes, you don't have any of that. You don't have a marriage. You don't have a fucking business. And Monica's like, don't you dare discredit small shops. Literally. Important message, folks. Shop small. And Angie K's like, oh, yeah. Monica's like, don't you fucking dare. Now we're getting into it. Small shops. Angie K goes, you're discrediting mine. I have multiple small shops. And Andy's like, did they come after your swaddle business? And that, at the end of the day, is the, the moral of the story here. They're going, And guys, when they go after the swaddle business, don't think they're not going to go after your business. Okay? Monica's like, yeah. She was like, you have a little swaddle business. And Angie K's like, no, I didn't. I said, you're coming at me. And Monica's like, it's literally on camera. Once again, you can tell the producers and the editors are not Team Monica because if it was literally said on camera, this is the place they would have put it. Angie K goes, you're a fucking, you're not a businesswoman. And Lisa's like, you have no, Lisa's like, you have no swaddle business. <laughs> swaddle business. I've got to remember to put that in the title of this episode. Angie K goes, do not come at me. You take and I give. That's the kind of person you are. Angie K goes, everybody was struggling during COVID. I opened. I'm surviving and I'm thriving, which is more than you can fucking say. I love Angie K. He's like, I opened during COVID. I didn't wear a mask. Anti-vax. And he goes, okay, well done. Well, Andy looks over at Angie K. He goes, okay, well done. Thank you. Monica's like, okay, we're sitting in the same room on the same damn couch. Well, actually, you're at the end, but I'm surviving and thriving just like you are. So this is Monica's little Achilles heel, too, of like thinking every like she's like totally falls into that. Like, I am just as good as you. And that you can see is where a lot of her anger is. So maybe that's one of the motivations to go against Angie K. 
And maybe that's the reason. Maybe that's the answer. You think you're better than me. And I'm going to take you down. You think you're better than me. But also, the other thing I keep thinking too, if Monica truly was taking down housewives, I bet Monica has a little to a lot of information on Heather Gay if she was around Jen Shaw that much. That's the other thing I want to know. Is Monica holding on to secrets about these women that she hasn't revealed? I don't know. That something that pops has popped into my mind. Anyways, Monica's like, so seriously, fuck you, fuck you. And Angie's like, you're a fucking bitch. And he's like, you're in the hot seat because you're a bitch. It's like a lot of bitches. This is like whatever. And Lisa once again goes, you don't argue well. And Monica's like, Lisa, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Angie. Angie, seriously, shut up. So then Angie's like, I'm a loyal friend. I'd rather sit here than sit here and be a fucking low fucking brow rat out of the fucking sewer. And Monica goes like, brown rat? And Angie goes, brow, low brow rat. And he's like, low brow. And, and Monica's like, brown, brown? You could tell Monica was really hoping that Angie said brown rat because you've been like, see there, racist, racist. Like you could tell Monica was like, oh my God, somebody throw me a lifeline. And it was like, low brow. Oh, fuck. Angie can go, stop trying to bring race in this shit. And Angie goes, no, she said low brow. Monica's like, no, you know who you are. And Angie's like, you are scum. And Monica's like, you're disgusting. So blah, blah, blah. They're going back and forth. It really, this just gets into like, you're a fucking piece of shit, blah, blah, blah. I mean, really, this is two pages, three pages of just shit. And Andy's like, okay, can I get in here? And Mike's like, I'm not a horrible person. Horrible people murder children. I'm not a horrible person. And Meredith's like, if you cared about Angie, you would have pulled her aside off camera and said, Meredith saying all these horrible things about you. And Monica's like, Meredith. And Angie Kay's like, in private, in private. And Meredith's like, you didn't have to put it into the universe. And Angie Kay's like, no, using cruel, crass, and homophobic slurs. Okay, but it is her first season. But at the same time, also, do they give, like, do the other ladies pull new newbies aside and go, hey, if there's something really bad, maybe don't put it on camera. And us as an audience, what do we want? Do we want the horrible things said out loud? Or do we want them being nice as friends off camera? Like, I, I, I don't know the answer to that. What do you guys think? What do you want? And Meredith goes, I offered you pure information. And I discussed the information that you told me. And Andy's like, stop, 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 stop. Um, and that's the end. That's the end of the reality Montes portion of this episode. Isn't that wild? That's it. That's, that's all the reality Montes story. Wild, right? Oh my God. It's one in the morning and I'm still going. My voice is thrashed. <clears throat> I've still got the black eye segment and oh, okay. Okay. No, no, no. You guys are still hanging in with me though. Right. I'm going to split this into two parts. I'll release it at the same time, but I it's, oh God. Okay. When we come back, it's a black screen with white words saying on the morning of April 9th, 2022, while on a girl's trip to in San Diego, California, Heather Gay woke up with a black eye. Crews were not shooting at the time of this incident. And he says, Heather, you shocked the world when you claimed that Jen gave you the black eye. Tell us how it happened. And she's like, I mean, honestly, it was a lot of drinking. And the next morning I woke up with the black eye. I knew I'd gotten it from Jen. I didn't know how, but I knew I'd gotten it from Jen. He was the first person I texted. She came in the room. She said, did I give that to you? And I said, don't worry, I'll cover. Okay, sirens. Rah, rah, rah. Fuck reality, Montes. What's up with this, man? Okay, so like I knew I'd got, it's like, this is like a sixth sense, the gen sixth sense. I don't know how, but I knew. Like, once again, it's like, okay, how? Explain the feeling. What is it? Is is it is it in the ovaries? Like, where, where, did, where was this feeling? I knew I got it from Jen. Okay, a punch in the eye. 
Which also, I'm reading more things about, like, and I've seen things online where saying, like, the bruising that Heather had when it gets that dark does not happen the day after. It usually happens two to three days after. But I don't know about that. I don't know. Um, so Heather knew she got it from Jen. A punch in the eye. So was that the kind of relationship you had? Were you aggressive with each other? Was Jen that aggressive with you? And if she was that aggressive with you, why the fuck would you not understand more of what Monica is trying to say? And when you hear her yelling at her employees going, yeah, she's a scary person. She actually is physically violent as well. But she came into her room and Heather, before Jen says anything, goes, I'll cover for you. Don't worry. Jen was at a, like, that's how much of a lapdog Heather was for Jen that Jen didn't even have to ask. Heather just offered. And Andy goes, why was your inclination? I'm going to cover for her. And Heather goes, I don't know. I was scared of her. I think. No, at a certain point you do. And also like, they just, it goes back to even my podcast with Heather when I'm like, what, you know, you know this. And she was like, yeah, ride or die. Even if she is guilty, you got to stick by your friends. You know, we all won't. I mean, we all said this is, is, And he goes, you were scared of her because she gave you a black eye. And Heather goes, I was scared of her. Like, but that's what I want to know more details. Did she threaten physical violence to you a lot, Heather? And what situation were you arguing about that would have even come close to hitting you in the eye? And also, I still to this day think it's so funny. Couldn't you have just said, like, we saw the other footage. You said, oh, my God, we were fucking wasted. I tripped and fell into, like, the fucking, like, sink. Like, you could have said that. It wasn't that fucking, like. I know I like that she was like, well, it was embarrassing that I got that drunk and it's embarrassing that like the religion and what I come from. But it's like, whoa. I don't know. Andy goes, and you were scared at that point because she was in legal trouble. And Heather goes, I'd been covering for her for three years. I was not going to stop with the black eye. And Monica's like, black eye? No. <laughs> black eye. No. I was not going to stop with the black eye. So this is another thing. Like, ah, uh, Pause. What do you mean you've been covering for her for three years? What have you been covering for her for three years? And also, wouldn't that make you part of this problem that reality Von Teves was trying to take that? I don't know, man. Anyway, she goes, I was that I was too scared to say anything. I was terrified to say it. I was still scared to say it at the reunion. I was still scared to say it in Bermuda. But as I sat there watching this happen again, I realized that I was contributing kind of. Yeah. So you realize in Bermuda that you needed to come clean. Maybe. And he goes, well, we have some footage of Sheriff San Diego. Let's see that. And Heather's like, oh no. So the security footage from Heather's room was reviewed immediately. The audio was unintelligible, they say. At the time, Jen and Heather both said they were discussing a different topic. Heather now claims the footage shows them discussing the black eye. And he goes, so this is Jen coming to your room. And Heather's like, okay. So she says, Oh my God, I just tried to get a photo with Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner said no. Oh my God, are you kidding me? No. <laughs> Little Golden Globes joke. Uh, no, Andy goes, so this is Jen coming to your room. And Heather goes, so she says, thanks for letting me borrow this. And I say, absolutely. I did that to you. I can't believe I did that to you. I said, don't worry about it. I got you. She was upset. We were both upset. So that's another thing. Like, Was Jen the type of person that hulked out and then was scared? Like, oh my God, I can't believe I raged out like that. We saw her in rage. She does seem to go off the handle like that. And I just want to know that obviously scares Jen as well. So Andy goes, well, Heather, Jen has continued to deny she gave you the black eye. And we had screenshots come on from Jen Shaw's response at the real Jen Shaw. Bravo. If I punched Heather in her eye, you guys would have footage to prove it. 
A headline from Reality T says Jen Shaw denies giving Heather Gay a black eye. And Heather goes, let me just start by saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to you. I'm sorry to you. And this is like an apology Oscar speech. I'm sorry to the network. I'm sorry to my family. I'm sorry to God. No, I'm sorry to the audience. I don't know how to navigate it myself. I knew that it was becoming bigger and more than I can handle. It was a horrible situation. I have lived through this and I knew the relentlessness of what would come. And I lived a lot of that from it. A lot of reality Von Tees was fixated on the black eye, but this is the thing. No wonder Heather is fucking pissed. But at the same time, Heather, we all knew you were lying. We all, all of us, I, fuck, I guess my account is a troll account too. I knew you were like, we all knew you were lying. You can't blame all of it then on reality Von Tees because they fixated on the black eye because we all knew Jen Shaw potentially did that to you and you were covering for her. And it was fucking weird. And I like, I love that you were more scared of Jen Shaw than anything that we could have done to you or did to you. That was worth it because of Jen Shaw. And she goes, and I don't know how to say other than like, I was scared and I did what I always do. I deflected with humor. It was in poor days. It was horrible. And Anna goes, I don't know if that was humor. That's the other thing too. Heather thinks sometimes she's way funnier than she actually is, you know? And you see that in so many examples and she's funny, but she's not, you know, she's no Amy Schumer. I'm joking. Um, anyways, I, uh, she's such an interesting character. She really does belong there. She is a reliable narrator, but at the same time, she's a kook as well. I mean, some really interesting behavior here. Heather goes, I thought, I mean, we said spider eggs. I mean, this is the thing. And Andy goes, well, when lawyers came in, I have to assume that you then started kind of freaking out because lawyers did get involved with the internal investigation. Heather goes, I started freaking out because I didn't have all that I had was that she told me she had done it and that I said I'd cover for her. We get a flashback to the day after the black eye of Heather going, I don't want anyone to get in trouble, Jen, but that's why I need you to like help me figure out if someone wants to talk about what really happened last night. We need a cover story is what I'm saying right now. And Jen goes, like a spider laid eggs in your eyeball or you might have poison in your eyes. And Heather goes, I couldn't say how it happened. And Andy goes, you went as far to, to lie on your book tour and say that you thought you fell into a bedroom cabinet. Which, by the way, if you committed to, you could have pulled off. Reality blurb headline goes, uh, Jen Shaw reacts to suspicion she gave Heather Gay a black eye as she slams made-for-TV narrative. And he goes, at another book tour stop, you said someone may have broken into the house and hit you, but production edited it out because of a non-disparagement clause between the rental company and production. Heather goes, there were a billion theories. And Andy goes, I know Heather goes a billion theories, but I would never. And Andy goes, I have to say, it's not funny to accuse the producers or the production company of covering up a crime and an assault. And Lisa's like, no. And Heather goes, I know. And that's why I apologize. It's not, it's not, it's not funny. And that's why I lied. I'm sorry. I, I would never have come clean if I didn't, this, if this hadn't have happened. So now she's blaming Monica Garcia on coming clean. I would have never come clean if this didn't happen. Uh, but you did it, Reality Bondi. And she goes, you know what I mean? And I'm like, no, I don't. And that makes me sad too, Heather says. I took a lot of hits for the black eye. I mean, you took the actual hit and then all the hits afterwards. And, uh, and he's like, yeah, you did from the fans too. And Heather goes, I mean, yeah, it was from the fans. I mean, I didn't go on social media for six months. And I was, Heather seems so delicate in regards to social media. And I know she isn't. I know she's one of the tougher housewives out there. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben! 
Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight only on Disney+. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. I was too scared to accuse or say anything otherwise. I'm still scared. I don't even want to have to do it now. And Andy goes, two questions. Is the grace that you are asking of everyone now the same grace that you should be given to Monica? Now, Andy's still kind of hanging in there trying to fight for Monica a little bit. Heather goes, I can't answer that question because the way that I handled it was to internalize and it's not noble. So we have St. Heather right now. And Andy goes, well, you did accuse production, which is not internalizing it. Boom. Because yeah, you didn't internalize. You threw suspicion every other way. And Heather goes, I mean, I, I didn't make an accusation. I said, it could have been. I mean, it was a joke. I'm funny. And Andy's like, okay. And Heather's like, I said, a good looking producer, you know, like we made jokes about rough sex. But hysterical jokes. And by the way, I also would have believed the rough sex thing. Cause remember that night they had their tatas out and they were running around drunk. Like I truly believe like, who knows? Maybe they're like, you know, and by the way, I'm also one of those people that I don't give a fuck who anybody like sleeps with. I don't care if you're gay, straight, bi, I don't care at all. But like, you know, there was a part of me that was like, who knows? Maybe they are like, they came up in later episodes, scissor sisters, who knows? I don't care. Heather goes, I mean, it was like, it was clearly an absurd humor and it wasn't posted online. It wasn't perpetuated. It was not like that, Andy. It wasn't, but to take it on myself and to repress it and make it my responsibility. I was the victim, but I was also supposed to be the person that like told on her and I didn't have the capacity to do that. And you didn't. And then he goes, look, you lied to production, bravo. And even at one point said that maybe a producer had done it to you, which is very serious because it puts people's reputations and jobs at risk. Did you ever go to her and say, this is getting bigger than Heather goes? Yeah, we talked about it a lot. That's another thing. Like, wait, you talked about it a lot. It feels like everybody on this show is plotting and scheming. So this feels very scheming. This feels very reality Von Tees to me. You guys are fucking making up storylines, lying about shit, con- like, you know, conversing with each other away from cameras. And I will say Heather's a great housewife. She really is. But I mean... I would, I hope production has her on a short leash because, you know, you can't truly trust her at this point. Just like you, you can't trust Monica. You can't trust Heather. It's just Heather is the more digestible version of all of this. She plays the game way better. Heather goes, she said, unless they can show us footage, we deny. And I was like, yeah, Jen's a true criminal. And he goes, wow. And did she thank you? And Heather goes, no, Jen Shaw. She was never my friend. She pretended to be my friend and I fell for it. And I'm like, dude, we all told you, we all warned you. What do you mean you fell for? I, oh God, man, that relationship needs to be studied. And Heather goes, and I will not fall for a pretend friend again. I was a different person then. And I was worried about the retaliation. I'm still worried about the retaliation. And Andy's like, you are, by the way, they should have like Elizabeth Holmes from Theranos in prison with Jen. Like I'm going to get, I'm going to get Heather gay one day for you, Jen. I owe you everything in here. Heather's like, of course, but there's been some distance. There's enough distance now. I mean, there's also bars, but it's more than that. I was a different person when I started the show and the person that would eat that shit then is not going to do it now. And it was a really pivotal moment for me in Bermuda. I was sitting there. I kind of thought you would say the gig is up. I'm sorry. And I wanted to be here so badly that I did all of this, but you didn't in regards to Monica. 
And once again, how would doing any of this get her on the show? Like I still am. I'm, you're not connecting those dots for me. And Heather's like, you spun it, you deflected it. And I sat there thinking, this is familiar to me. I've been there before. And I, in fact, defended this behavior and I'm not going to do it again. I never want to revisit this type of toxicity. And this, if this is part of the job, then maybe it shouldn't be part of the job. Yeah, maybe you should walk away, Heather. But I love in this moment, she realized this was all familiar. Really? How, you know, you realize in this moment, Monica's whole account was about Jen Shaw. Yeah, of course you would put that together eventually. And he goes, well, it shouldn't be part of the job. And Heather goes, but it is, you know, it's the worst part of being a housewife. And then he like, is, Heather's like, is the social media, you know, here's the other thing too. Maybe just a thought. I talked about this with the bra bros today in regards to Vanderbump rules podcast. You know, they need to put a kibosh on those podcasts during the seasons because inevitably information gets out. I know that would bum a lot of people out, but it just, you got to protect the, you got to protect the golden goose, which is the show. You want the show to be the number one thing. Maybe housewives shouldn't be allowed on social media. You know, like maybe the, it seems like it's too much. Like, I know it's like, maybe, I don't know. It's like hard because then it's like an excuse for them sometimes. And then he goes, yeah, yeah, this is true. I've said it to every single person. Uh, Monica, what do you think after hearing this from Heather, after what she just said? And Monica's like, well, watching that was really hard. And then he's like, watching what? And Monica's like that. And Monica's like starting to tear up and Monica goes her with Jen. I do think that Heather and I more than what I know, maybe that they have gone through it. Honestly, I think Angie to it, Angie too. So Monica's saying we've all kind of gone through it. And it's like, and she's like, even Angie too. And then Lisa's like, what about me? <laughs> Lisa finally's like, include me. And Monica's like, I don't know. And then it's like, just let her finish. Let her finish. Lisa's like, it's clearly about the attacks. And then he's like, just let her finish. Lisa, just let her say what she wants to. And Monica's like, no. And Annie's like, you're going to say what? And Lisa's like, I'm not going to get diminished. Like Lisa's like, please, please include me. And Annie's like, stop. I want her to say it. And Monica's like, I'm talking about the physical abuse from Jen Shaw. And Monica's like, I don't, I don't think that you were, were you talking to Lisa? And Lisa's like, um, she almost beat me up on a van, but maybe that doesn't count. Like, yeah, Lisa, it does count. But also this is bit like physical abuse. Angie got physically abused. Monica, Heather, like guys, fuck, this is, this is your villain. And if the Joker created Batman, you know, there's an argument to me that Jen Shaw created reality bounties, right? I'm too tired. I don't know you guys. Anyways, when he goes, I've had fingers in my face. Remember now everybody's trying to get in on the action. Monica's like, I'm talking about physical contact. And he's like, okay, so you were going to say, and Monica's like, she had a drink and she had a drink poured on her. That to me is assault and uh, Heather can hate me all she wants. That's fine. But you can never deny that she and I went through the same exact trauma. I went about it in a different way. She kept it all in. I blurted it all out and I'm not going to ever take that away from her. I completely understand the fear of retaliation. I literally get phone calls now from people threatening me because I have come out with so much about Jen and my involvement in the federal trials. Would love more information on that. Monica goes, and I completely understand where she's coming from and why she made the decision she did. And Andy goes to the women. You all seem shocked that Heather finally claimed who gave her the black eye. Now that you've had time to process it. And I'm curious, what do you think, Whitney? And when he's like, it just makes me feel terrible. Like I get why Heather did it. It is Stockholm syndrome. She put all of us, everything at risk, but knowing who Jen Shaw is and what she's capable of. I know why Heather did it. And I'm sorry you had to go through all of that. 
And Lisa's like, last year, I was so upset with Heather. It was like, you put producers' lives at risk, their jobs at risk. I was furious with Heather. And it's like, crazy feeling to know like Jen did it. And like, I feel like, you know, yeah, I understand. And then watching you on the couch last year, you were broken. And Heather's like, I was broken. And like, ashamed and embarrassed of yourself. I was totally broken. And then you feel like it's all your fault. It's not fun. But I mean, it's been a crazy year. I like Lisa, but it's just been a wild year. When he goes, Heather, can I come give you a hug? What, Whitney? Heather looks down on Whitney so much and kind of treats her so poorly. But anytime Heather just looks glum, Whitney's like, could I give you a hug? Like Whitney is the nicest person. She seems like a really good friend and is really genuinely interested in being friends with these ladies. You know what? I truly believe that, you know, like this is supposed to be about friendships. I believe Whitney is the only person that genuinely wants to connect with every one of these ladies. And she is so good to Heather Gay. Lisa goes, I think it's been a year and I never want to go through it again. I just never want to do it again. And Heather's like, I feel like I've been put at risk again with this scenario. Okay. So now we're bringing it back to reality von Tees. And Lisa's like, I never want that around me again, ever. Whitney gets up, hugs Heather. And then he's like, Meredith. And Meredith goes, I just, um, uh, are we still here? Okay. I'm just waking up. I understand hundred percent why Heather did not want to come clean with that. I do. Okay. Uh, and Heather goes, and I understand how hard it is you know, it has to be to do that. And I give a lot of grace there. I really do. No, no. Meredith goes, and I understand how hard it has to be to do that. And I give a lot of grace. I really do. And then he goes, you know, I'm so surprised that we were all at this time later, still cleaning up the mess of this person who really had such a chokehold on everybody. I can't even put it into words. And then he goes, if she's watching this, you would want to say what to her. And Heather goes, I would say, I'm no longer your bitch. This, this was a little cringy for me too. And I regret believing in you. I regret turning on all of you, you and her defense. I regret fighting her fight. I regret disrespecting my children and my family and my opportunity here. And I would say, I'm glad that you're in prison because I might not have had the guts to do it otherwise. I hope Jen was just watching this in prison. Like, ah, like that night she Shawshank's redemption in it. Like get busy living or get busy dying. Andy Dufresne was a man. <laughs> Jen Shaw dug through three miles of shit to escape. And he goes, well, I think you're saying that to her directly. What you just did is a really powerful thing. And then Andy goes, and I think, frankly, there's nothing left to be said about it. I think you've done it. And I'm like, really? Really? We don't need a little internal investigation to wrap up of going, we solved the case of this shit you investigated last year. We're done. That's it. Man, Heather, you did good. You did good, girl. Anyways, Andy goes, listen, the theme here seems to be that Jenna's made people do things that are maybe not characteristic of who they really are. So is there any grace there to be given to Monica at all? Okay, right. This is a way in. And Heather goes, I appreciate what you said, Monica. And I think that you're right. But the way that you handled it and the way that it affected me and the way that you came in today, it hurt me more and it didn't resolve anything for me. It made it clear to me and more real to me about my own boundaries and how far I've come. I mean, the collectively, how far we've all come because this is the best season we've ever had. We enjoyed each other so much. We enjoyed every minute of it. I'm glad you enjoyed all the fun times. I didn't see the fucking fun times. I saw the fun times with Monica as well. Fucking butter churning with Monica. I mean, like, come on. You guys are so short-sighted. Like, fuck, man. Heather and these, I mean, Heather and Lisa, you had an agenda, you stuck to it, you weren't backing down from it. Like, I mean, you really, to the grave, you were going to have, say, no forgiveness for Monica. You came in with that agenda, you left with it. 
Lisa goes, like so many relationships took a major change. And Heather goes, all of the pieces came, came together. So Heather's like, oh my God, it was just amazing. All of us ladies, uh, even though they were fighting with each other away from Monica up until the very last episode, Heather goes, or Andy goes, it's great to see the new relationships bonding. And Heather goes, we love each other. And Andy goes, it's great to see you two together. Pointed at Heather and Lisa. I'm so happy Meredith and Lisa have come together. And Lisa's like, yes. And Andy goes, Angie, it's great to see you integrate. And it was so cool watching all the women celebrate you in Bermuda and you saying, this is the best birthday I've ever had, Monica. I mean, it really made me, you know, happy at home watching. I mean, it was really sweet. And Heather goes, it was a great day. And Andy goes, so knowing all these good things that have happened, is it too insurmountable for you guys to move on in this group? I guess that's the question. We may not answer it today. You may need a little bit more time. Whitney, what do you think? I have to be very careful and protect boundaries that I have put up with relationships that are not safe in my life. And there has to be a clear line of trust for me to be able to move forward. And right now, I think I'm even more confused leaving the reunion. So I don't trust Monica and I don't trust my ability. Like I can't put myself in that situation right now. So I don't have a strong answer for you right now other than no. That's the only word I can say. And I'm sorry, I can't give you a better answer. The whole thing is triggering for me. And I've been through personally so much in my life. I tend to say the wrong things at the wrong time. So my answer is just no. <laughs> I really didn't think she was going to say no. Like, I really was like, so maybe I will take my time before I answer this and get back to you on that one. Can I get a rain check, Andy? Um, I don't know, man. And he goes, what would Monica have to say to you guys to make this okay? And Heather goes, nothing. And Lisa's like, nothing. Not after the last three years. There's nothing she could say. So they're resolute. And he goes, I have to assume there was something that she could have come here and said that you guys might have said, okay, and and no. And Heather goes, no. So once again, if if the apology did happen, if she did come in contrite, which she didn't, and she should have, it wouldn't have affected anything anyways. And Andy goes, Meredith? And Meredith goes, I think it's very problematic to move forward in a situation where trust has been completely decimated. It's just, it's just, trust has been completely decimated. What, Meredith, do you mean trust after somebody said something like this? Meredith can go f herself. I'm done with her because I'm not a whore and I don't cheat on my husband. Her and her dumb family that poses. Why don't you own a house? Wait, you can't because your husband changes jobs every five minutes. Wouldn't that decimate trust as well? <laughs> but you came back from it. And he goes, I promise you that you wouldn't leave without feeling like you had said everything, Monica. Is there anything else that you feel like you want to make clear or that has been misunderstood? And Monica's like, I mean, I think there's been a ton that has been misunderstood, but I think what's the point a little, you know, you feel defeated as an audience member. Oh, I said, sorry. I think there's been a ton that's misunderstood. That was my note that I wrote in there. I said, the point, I said, what's the point at this point? I feel like I feel defeated as an audience member. I feel bummed out. Not that they didn't let Monica say, but it's just, there's really no resolution. And then we get, we did get the news. Like I predicted, like I even predicted this before I got the information that you would find out either right after the reunion or the week after. And we got it the day of, I predicted that before I even got that information. And he goes, okay, anything. So here, you know, is there anything that you feel strongly that you want to say? And Monica's like, no, Whitney and Meredith at this point are holding hands on the couch. I don't know. So now they do their warm and fuzzies about the the whole season. And I don't know, you guys, I'm not going to do this. Uh, you know, Meredith said, uh, my high moment was the butter churning. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It was like, you know, yeah, the warm and prickly, nothing really good came out of this. And they just drink their dark and stormies at the end. And that's it. That's, that's the, the third part. And I kind of felt bummed.
you know, I felt bummed after that because it was just like, yeah, nobody was budging. Nobody was budging. And, I, you know, I don't know. Kind of the whole thing has left me just. Uh. But I hope some of you, I mean, like, by the way, what a fabulous season, right? Amazing work by the production company Shed Media. Unless one person didn't know about Reality Bonties and just failed to pass it on to their higher up. But who knows? And at the same time, Monica is a proven liar. So you do have to assume or it does kind of, you know, is that she did. But I will say Monica is not the first nor the last housewife to lie repeatedly. There are liars on each one of the iterations of Real Housewives right now. And they get proven to be liars every day. I don't know. I just feel very unresolved with this whole thing. But I do hold out for hope. It happens many times. People come back. People come back in weird ways. You never know what's going to happen. But I do think the ladies are a little short-sighted into going, hey, you know, even though we don't like each other, we do make some magic together. You are a good addition. And, you know, if she doesn't come back, what we've said from the, you know, once this was revealed, what a great one-and-done housewife. The best one-and-done housewife ever. Ever. Like Anna Marie Wiley will be another one and done housewife. Nothing compared to Monica. Not even in the same breath should the two ever be mentioned ever again. But my hat's off to Monica Garcia. We will probably not see you again, but stay in the fold. Don't do anything too crazy, even though that probably is hard for you. Um, because you never know when Bravo is going to use you. You could be on House of Villains. You could be on The Traitors. There are so many different ways. And I do think you do have your family to take care of. And I think you got to make smart decisions at this point. Just from a reality show viewer and fan, be careful in these moments. Try to make smart moves from this point on and try to use this in the smartest ways possible. And try to extend this little 15 minutes of fame because in essence sometimes reality show stars it only should be 15 minutes but try to extend it try to actually get somebody that actually gets your whole brand and build upon that if you want to because i do know you have a family to raise and really cut your mom out of your life like i'm sorry cut your mom out of your life no good for you not good at all Okay, let's talk a little bit about Heather Gay on Watch What Happens Live. I'm gonna, I was gonna talk about some articles, but I'll put that in Friday's episode with Beverly Hills because I got a little surprise for you on Friday as well. And promise me you'll just listen to this whole thing. I gotta break this into two. Betches told me when I go over a certain amount, they want me to try to break it into two. So I'm gonna do that. So don't be too mad, but I'm not gonna put the show intro on the second part, I guess. I, I God, I still have so much t editing to go now. It's not your problem. Um, but yeah, so part one, it'll be like a cassette tape. Just flip it over, just subscribe or just hit part two. It'll say part one, part two, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion. And uh, okay, well, let's do some Watch What Happens Live and we'll get out of here. Okay, so Heather Gay on Watch What Happens Live. Here's a couple clips from that that we'll talk about. Um, now, this is from an account by Wig Hello Drama, an account I love on Instagram. Um, but uh, I don't have this clip for you, but at first, you know, I said this early in the show, one of the things she said on watch what happens live is that Monica just didn't get it. You know, that this is a group of friends, you know, and she didn't want to be our friends. And I'm like, once again, I've, I've already said this in this episode is that you gotta, none of these people, you know, are your natural friends going into the show anymore. You got to build that relationship. I think Monica did want it because she did want to be on the show. She was willing to do it. I don't know. Anyways. Uh, here is a clip about them talking about Jen Shaw on Watch What Happens Live with Heather Gay. 
about the argument that fans have made uh, that y'all got more upset at Monica for the uh, account than you were about Jen Shaw ripping off the elderly. Like, I was really trying to get some emotion from the group at last year's reunion, and it was like crickets. I was the only one that was upset. Was it... It's, I mean, essentially, Jen denied ever having any guilt until she pled guilty, and she denied it the morning she pled guilty. Right. So we were supporting her in what she was professing to be saying. We None, none of us wanted her to defraud the elderly, and Jen at least was herself when she was doing that. Monica came on as a completely different person. We don't know who she really is. How can we really support her? Well, so that's a great point. If you commit criminal activities, but you do it under your name, it is so much more respectable. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, this is where Heather Gay, it starts to get like a little bit of a wonky argument of like, yeah, no, defrauding that really bad, but she did it under her name, you know? And no, she didn't admit it until the, like, she, she still hasn't fully admitted what she did. Are you fucking kidding me? Monica Garcia was part of a troll account. She still is Monica Garcia. And she said many real things about her life. Um, uh, just that's wild. Uh, here's another clip. Her directly. Do you think she saw that? I mean, I don't know if you can watch the reunion in prison. She, yeah, Teresa. They were. Teresa, they okay. had Bravo. And of course, she watched it. And his joint. It was a typical response, and I think she absolutely watched it. And I hope she's glad that we at least, you know, uprooted Monica, who had really been after her the entire time. Like what the hell? I hope she's glad that we uprooted Monica, who'd been after her the whole time. That's when it gets really wonky because it was like, yeah, then it's like, you, yeah, she was going after a criminal. And once again, it feels like Heather still is in cahoots with Jen Shaw in a way of like, I hope, like, I wonder if Andy ever is like, God, there is still something a little strange. Like, I love the, I love Heather. I love the attention she brings. I love the receipts, proof, timeline, all that shit. Good attention on the shows. But at the end of the day, some weird shit going on like there is some weird stuff and the jen shaw stuff still keeps like there's a part of me that still feels like they might be in contact like it really is weird like i hope she's happy that we got monica out of there for her like once again you are treating monica like she is way worse than jen shaw i also want to point out once again heather's face whatever she did to it looks very different and she looks great she does i think she really does look great but i do wonder if that's like from you know but you could say troll comments, but then like even Mary Cosby said she looked inbred this season. I mean, that's got to hurt, you know, that's kind of thing. But I thought, I I think that was, I think Heather did look, but it was kind of shocking. I was like, damn, she really, really did some stuff there, you know? Um, so yeah, that was, that was that. And then here is Andy Cohen and John Hill on radio. Andy talking about Monica Garcia, uh, potentially coming back and what the future holds question for since the reality von Tees reveal has been will you keep monica on the show and the news is out that um we are gonna have a cooling off period okay. uh i think mean? well here's the thing here's the thing i said i think the reunion is the chance to come out say why you did what you did on the season it's the great, it's the Supreme Court of public opinion. True. And so Monica, <laughs> I think, had the opportunity not only to explain herself to the audience, but way more importantly, in this case, to um, the other women. And I don't think she successfully swayed any of them to her side. She didn't. And at the end, 
I really went around because I was thinking, okay, well, let's hear it from them all right now. Where do you stand with her? And they all expressed that they very much did not trust her, yeah, which is sure a hard. difficult way for her. Basically, it was what I was also asking is, is there a path forward for you and Monica? And the answer was no all the way around. So I think that it's best, you know, we all discussed it ad nauseum that it, it would be best to kind of let this one breathe for a while. Uh, she's obviously really compelling television. Maybe she'll be able to build some inroads with some of the women on her own, right. off camera. <laughs> I can see that. And, you know, we'll see if that happens. But, well, and aside from the reality of Auntie stuff, and of course I haven't seen this latest episode, but uh, she did get her story out. You know, this story about her and her mom, I think probably helped a lot of people recognize certain behaviors in their own lives. Like it, it is, she did get her story out in a lot of ways. Well, I thought that that was really a way to root for her. Right. When, and she Same. told it in a way I was certainly sitting there yeah. rooting for her thinking, wow, we all know the phrase hurt people, hurt people. That's exactly right. And that's a really good example of it. If you look at her uh, relationship with her mom and then how she is with the other, the friend group. Yeah. Um, so. Wow. They've been through it this season. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So that's great. Oh God, man. It's so exciting. I, I, I really wish, man, it would be so fun to be a part of that team or to be part of, you know, just to be able to have those conversations, I, I just that's what I geek out on about those potential back and forths you have with production of like, OK, this should we do this? Should there be a cooling off period? That seems so exciting and to also think about what she has brought to the show. And I think that is so interesting to me as I get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into this rabbit hole of madness. But I love stuff like that. Um, I think I got, I, I kiss Andy Cohen's ass so much, uh, but I just, I love that man dearly, dearly. Uh, okay. Let's see some odds and ends about this. Um, okay. Oh, man, I, I was like re writing notes like Tanisha of it all. Cause you know, Heather says Tanisha still works with her. Why would you still work with somebody that was even lightly involved in this account? Like, well, listen, I don't know. It, it seems weird. Uh, what is Monica sitting on about everybody? I said that already. Um, Mary's inbred comment said that, uh, the concept of friends also is of course about coming together, but also the concept of friends is about overcoming. And that's what we're not allowing to have happen with Monica. Um, Monica didn't infiltrate. She wanted to be there. Okay. Core four. We keep bringing up the core four. Um, Heather talking, I, mean, I, I hate to even want Jen Shaw back, but there is a part of me now that is just so curious. It's just that Jen Shaw can't be trusted either. So I just hate that we have really nobody that we can trust fully to tell us the real story here. Um. Also, I would find it curious if next season Heather would, I mean, Heather is still trying to be portrayed sympathetically but there is a part of me that's like heather should fully step into who she is and the power and do full villain you know and she doesn't need to decide who you are i think there is this thing where heather plays both sides really well but at some point she's gonna have to either she's gonna be revealed you know but it's like there is a bit of deciding who she is and we see that in the bad mormon book too she's she wrestles with a lot of institutions in her life 
Um, lying for, I said, Jen, I said, Heather, lying for over a year, standing up for a criminal, casting suspicion on producers, internal investigation, but yeah, the girl with the Finsta account. I don't know, that was it. I was really just kind of just doing stream of consciousness. No, it's about Salt Lake City. That's it, folks. I am exhausted. I've got to put this together. Um, I hope you're still here. I hope you still listen. I hope you got some laughs out of this. I hope you learned something. No, I don't. But anyways, uh, if you like this podcast, leave it five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can go on over to patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. Thank you to Laura Beth Harp once again. Man, we did a whole season again. And don't worry, we'll be still talking about Salt Lake. I'll probably talk about it a little bit more on the Beverly Hills recap on Friday. And I already talked about it with a guest that's going to be on next week. So It'll still be, you know, I mean, it's still coming. We're still going to have news stories out there about it. But man, what a season. What a great season. Really, truly. Congratulations to all of us, the fans. Okay, bye guys. Bye guys. Love you. So Bad It's Good is a Betches Media production. The show is hosted and produced by me, Ryan Bailey, with Meditza Lopez and Sandra Fryer. Additional support provided by Sean Kilby, Jorge morales Pico, and Rebecca Steinberg. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Video promotion by Laura Valencia. Be sure to send us your emails at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com and follow the show at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey on Instagram. And for additional craziness, go to patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. Stay bad, baddies. Betches.